Last night was fabulous here at the cathedral. This morning's fabulous, but in a very different way. There were a lot of people here yesterday afternoon and last night, and the the afternoon services have, in lieu of the the readings and the liturgy of the Word, have basically a a Christmas pageant, the godly play pageant. It's hilarious. There are hundreds of kids that come forward and participate. Every child gets a part, even if your part is only bringing yourself and your star forward to the crash. One of the high points was at the 3 p.m., a little boy, I guess Joseph, had Jesus and brought him up the aisle trotting quickly and holding Jesus in his left hand just like this as if he were a waiter with a tray. (laughs) That actually was better than what happened at the rehearsal when a little girl carried baby Jesus and dropped him about halfway up the aisle. It's all great fun. It's wonderful, full of mystery and miscue. It's an exercise. Yesterday's an exercise in herding cats. And it all went really, really well. This morning has a totally different change in feel and tone. And not only because we don't have the Christmas pageant and hundreds of kids, the real change in tone is found in this gospel reading. We switch from Matthew, Mark, or Luke to John, and we switch from the crash and the nativity scene to John's poem or prologue, which has a totally different feel, so much more philosophical and repetitious and deep. There's a wonderful Episcopal priest who's really witty and super smart named Barbara Bound Taylor. And she has said before that a Christmas pageant based upon the fourth gospel would feature one child speaking one line in front of a curtain of black velvet. (laughs) And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. While this might constitute, Barbara Ann Taylor writes, great savings in the costume and prop department, it would undoubtedly leave the audience feeling seasonally shortchanged. In this poem, John uses two words that take us so very deep. The word was made flesh. That word, word, and that word, flesh, take us to the deepest dimensions of what the nativity scene actually means. John orients away us away from mere history, a mere moment in time, to what this birth, what this event means for all of creation, for the whole cosmos, for all people, for everyone who's ever been born, for everyone who ever will be born. This word is something that is spoken from God Almighty. It has a transcendent source. And it's a word that means that God's story, God's meaning, God's purpose, God's logic is made flesh. And the made flesh bit couldn't be any deeper. It means it's not just Mary's flesh. It's not just Jesus' flesh. 
It's the flesh of every single person so that we hear this word deep in our bodies, deep in our souls. It's not just about Mary. It's not just about Jesus. This word echoes within all of us. I grew up in a very small town in North Alabama called Guntersville. And it's such a small place that I was thinking about this at the end of last night. I really believe that we gave communion yesterday at the five services to more people who live in my hometown. It's a wonderful place to grow up if you have not been there. It's, it's beautiful like Colorado with a different scale. It's at the bottom of the Tennessee River, which is a stunning river. It's the end of the Appalachian foothills, which I know they're not the Rockies, but they're beautiful too. I am so grateful that I grew up there. Um, It's a wonderfully diverse racially town. It's also a town that has great public institutions, public schools, the public recreation department. It taught me so much about the mystery and diversity of this world and the mystery of creation. I uh, will always be from there. It's not home. Home is here now, but it's where I'm from, and it deeply made an impression upon my soul in the way that that wherever you grew up, where you grew up makes an impression that no other place really can ever since then. One of the things, though, that I learned in that place was how language and words can be used not only to unite people, and to explore the mystery of God's world, the original intention of language. But words can be used in very, very cruel ways to separate people into categories of race, to separate people into categories of socioeconomic class, to separate people who have different sexual orientations, and on and on. We can use language and stories and words with such cruel intentions, betraying the original meaning of language and its purpose to keep people apart, to keep people down. From a young age, from a young age, and it was not because of church, I knew that those cruel uses of language were deeply, deeply wrong. I think it was the first stirrings of conscience in my heart and mind. I couldn't understand why using language that way was wrong. That would only come later. And it's also nice to be an Episcopalian and connect all the dots about Christ's justice. But that was much, much, much later. But deep down, I knew that all of flesh was united somehow. And if a single one of us came from God, all of us had to come from God and therefore deserve dignity and respect. It was later that I learned that that word deep in my soul is none other than Christ, the word made flesh, Christ, the prophetic word, who speaks deep within each of us 
And the word that we hear on this morning is that you and I are deeply, deeply loved and cherished by God. But that claiming of that word within ourselves, that claiming or consciousness of that love brings with it a moral edge. Because the fact is, if you and I are loved deeply, so is every single person whom we look into the eyes of. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us And we have beheld his glory, the glory of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. Which means that you and I will ultimately celebrate Christmas. Not only when we give thanks for the birth of Mary's son and the mystery and mischief of that first nativity scene. But we will really celebrate Christmas when we realize that Christ is born within us. And when we realize that, we will celebrate Christmas no matter what day of the year it is.